What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 571st episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Greg. Hello, it's Pride Weekend, but you're hearing this on Monday. So to all the people who had a big Pride Weekend, I am sorry for your headaches and hangovers. Take a break. If they made you work, that is against the law in June. So I would bring that up to HR. HR is not for you. For the company. I, okay, we are going to have that conversation <laughs> one day because I am going to go off on all of you millennials that bought a bunch of CEO garbage about H- HR right now. My, Do not get started with as a person who has been in HR for years. I had the worst HR employee. I'm not saying there are people who are bad at their job. <laughs> Oh, that, I, I don't know if she was bad at her job. She was just a bad person. Well, <laughs> speaking of good people, Hannah is here. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, good person. Um, I, I am. I spent the whole week with family, and now my phone is at the Apple Store, so I can't even play Pokemon <laughs> Go right now, and I haven't even, even been able to play Pokemon Go. But my brother's is your graduated. phone at the Apple Store in relation to you having to spend time with your family? <laughs> No, Are these thankfully. two things related? Does your <laughs> family work not. for HR? No. <laughs> but my phone is at the Apple Store because I play too much Pokemon Go and I needed to replace the battery before GoFest. Because oh. it was really bad. Got it. Wait, what kind of phone do you have? Do you have like an older? I have an iPhone 12 Pro. So it's oh almost three years old. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Did you find that in the fossil layer? Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, 12s are still good. 11s are really pushing it, though. <laughs> I had a 6 before that, so... Oh, good lord! <laughs> Did you revive that in the Science Museum in Pewter City? <laughs> we have a, a show for you guys today. There was... There's a lot of Pokemon news. We're just going to focus on, um, I don't know, I guess the three big things to the Nintendo Direct. And then uh, Pokemon Anime is coming back. There was Pokemon information in a Nintendo there Direct. There was how that is it, not a thing that happened because <laughs> because unlike people on the internet, we don't move the goalpost here. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, like this conversation happens every time there's a Pokemon the Nintendo Direct. People are like, "Don't expect any Pokemon news," and you know, for the most part, there usually are, isn't. There are Pokemon presents, which does cover but that doesn't ever mean that there's not pokemon news like this year alone they showed stadium and they showed the tcg and they showed uh something else that was virtual console related that i'm blanking on like that is pokemon news whether or not you care about it that's your own problem but to be like they never show pokemon (laughs) news and i'm like hey they just talked about the tcg thing on virtual console or now it's not even called virtual console anymore i don't even know what's called they're like, well, that doesn't count. Like, what? You said Pokemon news. Like, don't move the goalpost on me. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, no, main series by my definition, Pokemon news. That excludes <laughs> things that I don't consider main series or add-ons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, please sign this addendum so that you know exactly what I'm talking about. And don't read the fine print. Thank you very much. I mean, even when, I, <laughs> you know, my personal opinion, I guess we're talking, I guess we're going to talk about the, we'll, we'll start with here. Let's not start with a trailer, because I have my own thoughts about the trailer. Let's start with Detective Pikachu. That's where we're going to start off with. Because that was probably the actual shocker. Getting a trailer for Scarlet <laughs> and Violet, not that shocking. Not the shocker. Nor was anything very shocking in that trailer. But no. <laughs> but but uh, Detective Pikachu was shown off here. 
Uh, it says, this is the press release we have. During a Nintendo Direct, the Pokemon company International and Nintendo announced that Detective Pikachu returns exclusively to the Nintendo Switch on October 6th. Uh, so hopefully, Janine and her calendar, we can rule out that there will be no DLC coming out this weekend. But hey, <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> that, is a, that, is a, that is a leap that I am not along with right now. Didn't they... They released new Pokemon Snap, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, and that same weekend there was a brand new Berserker or Galarian Meowthray Berserker. Yeah. I think it was Berserker, mm-hmm. and that was frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> and if I if I if I was to actually look at the calendar, I'm sure there was a Pokemon Go event that weekend too. That's all in the past. Um, <laughs> Detective Pikachu returns coming soon. Uh, this new title once again stars the one and only tough talking, coffee loving Detective Pikachu and his trusty partner, Mr. Tim Goodman. Uh, with the help of many other Pokemon, Tim and Pikachu work together to solve a series of incidents that are occurring in Rhyme City, a place where humans and Pokemon live side by side. Okay, I'm just going to preference this. The first Detective Pikachu game is six years old, and there was a movie. So, if for some reason in the last six years you decided not to play Detective Pikachu, uh, this is your spoiler warning because it's been six years. <laughs> you can't even buy this game anymore because the 3DS <laughs> yeah, eShop yeah. is closed. I'm here feeling like I should have bought it before the eShop closed. <laughs> you, could pro- <laughs> you could probably find it at like a. The first one came out when I was living in Japan for three months, and that's a game you really want to buy in English if you're not great at Japanese. Yeah. And by the time I got back, I needed that money for college. So I think never I think Greg it. still has my copy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Trade you Detective Pikachu for Pokemon Box. <laughs> hey, do you remember they released the thirty? Hey, for the every listener, to remember that Greg has my copy of Detective Pikachu. Number, this is lies, lies and slander. Number two is they released a thirty-dollar amiibo to go with that, right? And that that was that was the thing. Uh, I was I was serious about this. There, the, we will be talking Detective Pikachu spoilers. Hannah, before we get to spoilers, does. And for somebody who did not play the first game, is this something you want to pick up? Do you have interest in? Also, I don't remember. I know you saw the movie. I don't know if you liked it or not. I did enjoy the movie. I've bought it. I've watched it multiple times since first seeing it. And yes, Greg has the copy. (laughs) From my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Actually, I had to open up to make sure the cartridge is still in there. Look, I take care of things. I'm sure it's well. I never, I never questioned taking that. Taking care of your stuff. You keep promising to come get a ladder. You never show up. You Tuesday, never Tuesday, I'll get the ladder. What if I'm dead? <laughs> then I will ask your husband for my copy of Detective Pikachu and the ladder. Yeah, he's not talking to you. Um. I, I did enjoy the movie. <laughs> I probably will play the sequel. I've been thinking about watching a recap of the first one, wondering if I should or if I should try to find a physical copy somewhere and just play through it. I, I will say I adored the first Detective Pikachu, minus the ending. I thought it was a very fun... It was... Uh, as somebody who liked the Professor Layton games, uh, Detective yeah. Pikachu is 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 like two steps below that. Much, much easier. <laughs> 
It's, a, it's much easier. <laughs> like the story is. If you watched the movie, you got most of the story yeah. with a better ending. Okay. Um, the ending of Detective Pikachu just is like, huh? So you're not going to answer those questions at all, huh? Okay. <laughs> I guess they needed the sequel. Yeah, which for a long I, time looked like it was never actually going to happen. I don't know if they actually just play, like we're thinking we're going to leave this kind of cliffhangery because we know we're going to get a sequel or if they just was like, we just don't want to answer these questions, period. They were the core it, questions of the game, though. I mean, I watched the trailers. Yeah. Oh, there was there's there's not a satisfying ending to that game. <laughs> no. So uh, G- Greg is right. If you watch the movie, I would I, I, I think the movie is a great version of that story even though Mm -hmm. it leaves a lot out there's like a whole festival yeah um at the end of detective pichu that was well i guess they changed the festival the like the festival in the game is like a nighttime festival um there is technically like a parade at the end of the first one um there's like a whole power plant thing in the game that they leave out which was like there was like a cool joltic puzzle movie do they go to the cruise ship no, there's no cruise ship at all either. Um, Look, Detective Pikachu goes all sorts of locations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? How are we here? But like the game kind of has to add like more stuff because you yeah. need to like go to new environments and like do the puzzles and stuff. It's it's a it's really great. Um, it is a charming game that ends the the one mystery ends well. Like you don't have any questions about the mysteries that you are trying to solve. The overarching mystery that they introduce, they just, this is an arrow serial type of situation. Yeah, we know there's questions. Are we going to answer those? Pfft. We'll see. Yeah. And um, so at, at the, you know, the, the ones, the one question in the Detective Pikachu game is like, you're looking for your dad. And I, wa- I don't know when it clicked with me that like, oh, I think the dad is Pikachu. Like, I, I don't know how far into the game I was before I was like, oh, I, I, this is. This is because like the dad loves coffee. Pikachu loves coffee. And then when you get to the end of the game, Mewtwo's like about to ask your dad, a.k.a. Pikachu, if he if he if he wants to do the thing he he wants to do. And then there's like this weird cuts. And then you're like, oh, OK, here it comes. And then there's this weird there's this like weird blackout. <laughs> like you don't see like the choice that Pikachu makes in front of Mewtwo. And then Pikachu comes back to you and was like, hey, Jim Goodman, we got another mission to do. And it was like, what? You what? Know, <laughs> this is the end of the game. You decided yeah. not to answer the question. And we have another mission to an unannounced sequel that like, well, like six years later, here it is. But in the in the movie that happened, <laughs> Pikachu yeah. turns into the dead. You're like, that was it. That was supposed to happen in the game. So I, see, I, I don't know if. I never got the sense that, like in the movie, like Pikachu was the dad. I'm like, oh, this is clearly as Pikachu, and he raised it in very specific ways. And in the game, it is not as I don't think it's they make it as clear that it is the dad as they do in the movies. Obviously, because the movie really had to point towards that ending. And in in the game, you're really hoping Mewtwo is going to answer one way or the other, like just say yes or no and they do they cut away and then he comes running out and you're like and what <laughs> what even was the question when do we get to see the question and what okay and it it has one of those endings where 
they left they left it open and i think the way i felt was like they left it open for the possibility of a sequel not that they were sure they're going to get one have you ever seen tv series that do that that they sort of tie up every plotline except for a few yeah they have to leave a cliffhanger to try and get renewed right i mean that was a pretty big (laughs) 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 so like so i i i see the trailer i think it looks look good good as in like i want to play this graphically it was a little like Mm, you were working on this on 3ds aren't you (laughs) oh yeah it definitely looks like the 3ds game and i don't know if that's like them really working hard to keep the style so they feel connected but also you you don't need to know do that we know they're (laughs) separate systems i felt like the scale worked pretty well for a switch game I mean, it didn't look like everything was too big yeah. or too no, small. No, like, I don't, you know, if the, if this game looked like Skyrim 7 graphically, I don't think it's going to, like, sell more copies. It's just, like, like yeah. I, I feel like when, when that trailer hit, you were either excited or you were like, I don't care. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how big the market of this game is. Even when I, when I played the first one, it didn't seem when it came out in english on the 3ds it just didn't seem like a lot of people really cared like uh, a single player very simple puzzle game on the 3ds seemed like a pretty limited audience even with the I pokemon mean, brand behind it according to this that i'm finding online uh as of december 31st 2021 detective pikachu sold 14.93 million copies worldwide that's what respectable sales yeah. that is super respectable what <laughs> i'm gonna see if i can find something that are you sure you're not reading the, like the movie <laughs> the, like the, the copies the movie. Movie. Right? Make more sense <laughs> it's also like one of those games that at least to me didn't have any replay value it's not like you could it's not like tears of the kingdom where you walk into a shrine and you're like i can solve this puzzle like five different ways right like in Detective Pikachu, there was kind of one way to solve every single puzzle. So, I mean, maybe if you were like speed running Detective Pikachu, you could replay it. But like, uh, I figured out how to get the Joltik down the power plant and then plugged into the battery. Like, I did it. Uh, this is a different game they're talking about. What is Detective Pikachu case closed? Uh, in Japan, it was three games. Oh, okay. This is what that's talking about. So right. in Japan, it was like th- it was like three series that they all repackaged for one cartridge for US. Oh, uh, I see. Okay, so that's going to change those numbers. I'm looking for better numbers. Okay, because yeah, 14 million sound like a whole lot. Now, if you divide that by three, what is that like? Six-ish million. 14 divided by three is less than five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Four point five million four point three three million like that yep (laughs) that's still a lot yeah so yeah yeah, for those that didn't know in japan this they they got it in a digital release i think they eventually got a cartridge but they it was like once a month for three months they got part of the story and then we had to wait almost a year after it came out in japan for that physical release this is an old game like when I say six years, I think that's when it came out in Japan. Um, I don't remember the U.S., but so you go and I guess we go into this game going, OK, well, Pikachu's the dad. The movie already spoiled that. And hopefully at the end of this, the Pikachu turns back into the 
dad, but we're just solving we're just solving another mystery, which is it fine. Kind of great if they made it a twist and and made Pikachu not the dad in yeah. the games, but they were heavily hinting at it during the trailer for the new one. Yeah, <laughs> and I believe this game is made by Creatures, uh, which is a division of the Pokemon Company. And I do know I was following a guy on Twitter who was working on this game. He was one of the English people in Japan working on this game. He no longer works for Creatures. Uh, he's working on that new farming game, pal. The fairy thing. Yeah, the fairy farming game that they keep showing <laughs> oh, in every yeah. Nintendo Direct. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually like, slightly interested in that. Yeah, it looked okay. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I'm excited for Detective Pikachu, but like I know, it, also this is gonna be a fifty dollars game. Yeah, it is. I, I know in my head that I'm going to play it once and then that's it. Like, but, yep, that was good. Like, and with no desire to like play it again. The first Detective Pikachu was relatively long though, long in like a good way. Like it didn't, like like it changing areas and changing puzzles was was very helpful to the longevity of that game. <laughs> Makes it worth it, hopefully. Even if it's just a uh, once you play it, you know the story, and there's really no reason to play it again. No, there's no, there's not a lot of replay value. Can we talk about the best part of that trailer, which is the slow poke in the hat? The slow, slow poke, poke in the, the cowboy hat, in the cowboy esque fedora hat. We can only hope that Niantic will uh, put a cowboy hat on slow poke then, and release it the <laughs> same week the game comes out. I mean, it's probably going to go into United. That's the easiest way to put it in. But the question is, is it would go on a slow bro? What if the twist was the reason they held this game back for so long is because they wanted to put like Gen 8 Pokemon in it like Milsery? Oh, could be. <laughs> could be. They're like, we need something more for the cafe. We need cafe type Pokemon. We know some are coming up, so we're not going to do this game until we get it. The Milsery animation took three extra years. That's why we're just getting this game now. <laughs> yeah, they've had some time for that. All right, there are no good places that have numbers for this game. I think the problem with the number stuff, that's why I was shocked. I was like, I don't think that 14 million is right, is because we've never gotten digital numbers. Like, we don't know when a game sells digitally unless, or or if we do get digital numbers, they're merged in with the physical numbers. So yeah, I mean, there's one line that says the game sold 121, well, 122,000 units, 95 retail sales, and about 27 digital. But then that was just for Japan. And then it says in North America, it was the top selling 3DS game uh, in March of 2018 and then was in the top 10 through June and July. It did great in UK, but there are no numbers attached to that. I think the number one game was also still pretty surprising. <laughs> I mean, generally it was well received, but like it's not great. Like. Most people just put it in the middle of the pack. I mean, that's I mean, it is a middle of the pack game. Like there's not a ton of replay value. It is pretty. Down the path that the game wants you to go. But it's an enjoyable little trip. Yeah, it sounds enjoyable. It sounds amusing. It sounds like it's a good way to spend time for a little bit and then you're done. Fifty dollars seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like a whole bunch. Mm. Also, we have to. I like. I I completely forgot about this. But when Pikachu starts talking, I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like he has that like rough and gruff voice or whatever. 
And then I completely <laughs> forgot that people made Danny DeVito jokes for for months when the first Detective Pikachu came out and was like, ah, oh, they should have got Danny DeVito. And then I forgot that that was a thing with the movie when they're like, we're casting Ryan Reynolds. And people were like, ah, oh, they should have got it. Da-. And then yeah. the, and the, all those jokes came back. And oh, I was like, they did. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you guys really took this joke and dug it into the like, just just this is the only thing you got going now. And you didn't play this game. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Dedicated fans started a petition requesting American actor Danny DeVito as the English actor for the titular character. The petition gained 40,000 signatures, but DeVito declined to audition for the role, saying he's never heard of Pokemon. Yeah, we talked about this on the show. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> where where Ryan Reynolds came out and he was like, I really want to do this movie because my my daughters love Pokemon. And then Danny DeVito was like, I don't care about that series. Like, why would you want an actor <laughs> that doesn't care about the series you care about to do like? <sighs> also, sometimes voice actors are better than than big name movie actors when oh. it comes to voice acting stuff. I'm not going to get started on using big name actors. <laughs> okay, as voice okay, actors but right now, okay, but Ryan, but Ryan Reynolds made sense because he shows up at the end. <laughs> no, I mean for the movie, the way they went with it, it's 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 fine. But like, I have I have an issue with the direction that a lot of voice acting is taking, where they are just hiring actors who don't attempt to change their voice in any way mm-hmm. to create a new character, and when they do multiple movies and they always sound the same. It's really not it isn't as effective as when you can see them because actors who play different roles can change their physicality and they actually do change how they act and how they act out. And that doesn't come across as clearly in voice animation, especially when you have a lot of people, a lot of famous actors are like, oh, I'm not going to really do anything for this role. I'm just going to say the lines, um, which is a super frustrating thing, like. If you, if you ever watch Archer and Bob's Burger, you know that they're the same. Uh, voice but that's actor. what I love about it. But you can actually tell that he changes how he speaks between the two characters. Like he does do a lot of voice work to make the two characters distinct, although he doesn't have the ability to get out of his own voice. Yeah, because right? Bob, Bob sounds depressed and Archer right. sounds confident. Right. And so they do a lot of that stuff, whereas it's harder for me to say I can hear a lot of differences between Chris Pratt in the Lego movie and Chris Pratt in the Mario movie. Like he just really doesn't do a lot and they don't really hire him to do a wide variety of characters that give a lot of depth. And it, it, it's a it's a whole frustrating thing. Anyways, join me on my voice actors hatred podcast. I starting forgot next week. that there was a Lego movie and I forgot I saw it. There's two. <laughs> Isn't there two? Yeah, there's at least two. I think I liked it. I think it was all right. The first, lo- the first Lego movie was super fun. I don't remember enjoying it. Doesn't the he show up at much. the end of that movie like a Detective Pikachu? Isn't the, the the spoiler for that movie is like he's like standing there at the end with his kid building uh, Legos? No. I mean, there one of the voice actors is standing there with his kid and it's a whole thing, but no. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe Not I don't the remember that, that movie very well. <laughs> I remember it being okay, though. All right. Well, uh, before we get to the Scarlet and Violet stuff, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we got Scarlet and Violet trailer. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. We will be right back. 
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. I've, this is recorded fresh every time, by the way. There's, uh, It's always the brand. You can stand out with a beautiful website. You can engage with your audience. You can sell anything, your products, your content, your time. You can sell it all. Greg, what are we selling this week? It's kind of a catch-all because we all know how impressive and important it is to get every form of Vivian in your game. You're going to need to make a website that's going to list the postcards and the pattern that goes with, and then you can have check marks, but more importantly, you can, you can schedule appointments for people to come to join your game. Next Thursday is Modern Week here in <laughs> Scarlet and Violet, and we're only doing Modern Vivian, so everybody come. You can send out email campaigns saying, hey, everybody, collect your postcards this okay. week. It's going to be a mad rush. But also, you're going to have analytics to say who joined. You can blog about your experiences catching Vivian. You can put up pictures of your Vivian in-game for others. You can, have, you can have them send you pictures. Take your best pattern picture and send it to me. Run contests. It's connected all to your social media accounts. And Squarespace makes it easy to track your Vivian. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code PKMNCAST to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This podcast is brought to you by Brilliant. Brilliant.org is the best way to learn math and computer science interactively. Brilliant has thousands of lessons from foundational and advanced math to AI, data science, STEM stuff. That stuff's so smart that I should be taking it because I, I, I don't know what it is, but it sounds awesome. And new lessons are added monthly. If you like the hands-on stuff, if you like to learn new skills, if you like something that's just like a little bit low pressure and you want to get back into learning, Brilliant is for you. You can try everything Brilliant has to offer free for 30 days. Visit brilliant.org slash PKMNCST or click on the link in our show notes. And the first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. That is brilliant.org slash PKMNCST to get a 30-day free trial plus the first 200 people will get 20% off their annual subscriptions. And we are back from our break. Okay, so uh, the Nintendo Direct opened up with a Pokemon trailer. We got new footage. It wasn't the most exciting footage. <laughs> it, w it was not. It was new. It was at new. At least. True. <laughs> So in uh, this off the press release, explore Mossy Town, Missouri. Yeah, explore oh, no. Missouri. Come explore <laughs> Missouri. You thought we were Masui, going to Kalos. We are going all the way down to Missouri. It's the same sounds. So you have to get the Japanese U and the Japanese E. Masui. 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 <laughs> uh, that's why it handles on the show. In part the one, we will, reason that invests. We will. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Japanese <laughs> knowledge and vests. We That's have yet it. to wear a vest on the show. We need to hit <laughs> our vest quota. 
So we're going to this uh, new town in the land of uh, Kitakami, uh, the community center in the middle of Mazui. Mas it's like Moss. Moss. Masui. Masui town is enough. a public <laughs> gathering place <laughs> where locals can get together and chat, but it will also serve as the player's base of operations for the duration of the school trip. There's a shop nearby with toys and magazines on display, and outside the town, you'll be treated to a view of picturesque fields and rice paddies. Spoiler alert, you are not going to be able to walk into the shop. I guarantee you, it's just going to be a menu. Yep, I don't know. That's how it goes. In Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor, you go in buildings. You don't go yeah, into you any can, buildings you in the anywhere rest of Sword and in Scarlet too. Violet. <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet and Violet does not have that functionality. <laughs> Investigate four un unique biomes in the Hidden Treasure Part 2. Blueberry Academy is where players will go to study abroad in the Indigo Disc. It's home to a facility called the Terrarium Dome, which ma maintains a variety of ecosystems that provide a livable environment for Pokemon. This world-renowned park beneath the sea is constructed to bolster the learning environment for strong trainers. The Terrarium Dome is made up of four areas, each of which features unique climate and ecosystem. I like how they respelled terrarium so that it's Terra. Yeah. <laughs> it every time I'm looking at it, it just bothers me. I'm like, it's not high. Okay, wait. They're saying terrarium, mm -hmm. which yeah. is impossible to say. The artificial sky projected onto the ceiling and walls will change to reflect the time of day and the weather. The temperature is unique and uh, carefully regulated. The trainers will find a completely different Pokemon in each area. Okay, we'll stop there. Here's a thing that I, I feel like I need to remind myself all the time. You know when we see like trailers to like Legends Arceus or Sword and Shield and then we tell ourselves this is early footage. It'll eventually look better. And th there is like comparisons of like, oh, yeah, it looks better. Like this area has like three more whoopers now and like more grass. And here's the side by side. But then like play like Legends Arceus and go back immediately after you're done playing and watch the trailers there was they were not lying about anything what they what they showed in that trailer was like oh yeah that that was that was it like you you, you showed your hand and so when they showed this i couldn't help but think like oh okay oh you know i was mm, all right <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean, it looks like the rest of the game. It does, yeah. It, I, and maybe that's my fault for wanting more. More. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It I looks like the rest of the game. I was expecting Mosui to look a little bit more Japanese. Like the buildings look Japanese, and there are rice paddies, but the world, the the natural features, all just look like the rest of Paldea. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah, I think that I think maybe that's my complaint. I didn't know how to put that into words, and I think you did it perfectly, Hannah. Where it's like. When they went to go show the first DLC, I expected like a Japanese forest almost. And maybe yeah. that does exist, but I was like, oh, this just looks like Paldea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. the festival looks plenty Japanese because they were able to make all of the new um, buildings and all of the decorations and all of that. But once you get into the wild, all of the pictures we've seen, all of the screenshots and trailers, everything except for the rice patties just looks like Paldea. I think they wanted to draw the line where it feels like it's in the same world. So it doesn't feel like you've gone to like a completely different game. But I think they hedged their bets 
too far and kept it way too close to or they the just didn't want to make that many new assets <laughs> they also didn't want to make that many new assets i mean which is which is fine i mean yeah. the thing the thing is if you think about it like there's an entire bamboo forest for no reason in paldea like it's just there that mm-hmm. whole area so like even with the existing assets they had enough there to be able to reconfigure them in a way that made it feel much different than the mainland and i i and I, I can see like the thought process of going, well, that's going to feel like it's too incongruent, right? Like you have gone somewhere that just doesn't fit in the in the but world the that I was point playing is before. You're going somewhere else, right? But <laughs> not so I, think, <laughs> I, I think they worried about that too much. I think they needed to lean into that more based off of what we saw in this trailer because the trailer was like, yeah, is it a new land? Is it a new town? Like. I guess the buildings are a little different and there's other Pokemon, but other than that, it it feels like this could have just been dropped in the middle of Paldea and we would have been like, oh, where'd that town come from? Yeah. The the second DLC, uh, I guess we'll jump back and forth, looks way better. They they show those characters. I think that the biome terrarium thing is a cool concept. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a Super Smash Brothers things where like the terrariums like change. I don't know. You remember that map in Smash where like you're like fighting and then it goes away. Like and the then Hunger then Games. Think, yeah, that yeah. would be cool. I, I, I mean, My, I, I doubt that. But I kind of hope that they brought back the on some level, the old Safari Zone where you could put things in to make your own unique areas of the Safari Zone, which was like one of the only good things in Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Mm-hmm. And so it'd be interesting if they added that here, that you had the ability to swap out amongst the terrarium types to bring in an interesting way to make unique and diverse Pokemon show up. I do not have that sense that they did that from the trailer because <laughs> they did say the other thing I, you get that from is maintains a variety of ecosystems. But and they say there's four areas and the trailer shows very specific ones. Mm-hmm. So the only way you would think there might be more is from their press release saying a variety because Four isn't much of a variety. Four is a variety, though. (laughs) I mean, I I live in a city that has five quadrants. So no, six, six quadrants now. So words mean what they want them to mean. Yeah. I'm worried that the biome thing will be super small. Just like if you look at all the screenshots and the perspective of like going from here to there, because like you can see the the grass area from the winter area and you can see this, the rock area from the sand area. Like the perspective well, makes it seem like they show that, but they show the lines. They show you jumping over the lines where you're going from one area to the other. I got mm-hmm. the whole opposite feeling. I felt like this was way bigger than I expected it to be. Mm, okay. Yeah, I felt like it looked a little small. I wonder if the biome stuff... Um, my first thought was, like, because they show Alolan Executor, I was like, I wonder if the biomes are, like, areas where you can do the regional evolutions. Like if you stand yeah, here, you can do Alola. That. If you stand here, you can do Galar. Um, this did exist in Sun and Moon, by the way. I don't know if people know this, but in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, if you flew into an Ultra Wormhole, you could evolve, ex- like execute into a regular Executor uh, because you weren't technically in Alola anymore. And I don't know if 
anywhere in Galar had that? No. Not that I can recall. Not that I remember at all, no. But yeah, in, in Alola, you could. I mean, yeah. that was also the first game, so there wasn't, <laughs> there wasn't a whole yeah. lot. <laughs> you also needed to have the ultra version of those games. Not yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I think both looked fine, but neither area was like, I'm super excited for this. But then again, I felt that way for Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor when they showed them, where I was just like, okay. I mean, it wasn't until actually moving through them that I understood what they were going for better. Mm. Um, so it's really hard for me to make a, an actual judgment call on how fun I think they're going to be. Like, I was having this conversation with somebody else where I was like, if you already are against Scarlet and Violet and that game is dead to you, I don't think there was anything in these trailers to change your mind. I think no. they lo still looked a lot like Scarlet and Violet. And if you didn't like it, these DLCs aren't necessarily going to convince you to like the DLCs added a lot to Sword and Shield, but uh, arguably didn't radically alter those games. So if you didn't like them, they weren't going to suddenly do something that made you overjoyed with them. But they added a lot to make the games better. And I think that same thing is going to happen here. I don't think if you hate Scarlet and Violet, these two DLCs are going to suddenly make you love the game. We'll see how big the battle features are in the second yeah. DLC. I feel like that may be of interest to some people who have kind of been turned off by scarlet and violet but also just yeah harken back to sword and shield sword and shields uh dlc did feel different the vibes yeah. were different between the two dlcs and the main game these both just feel like more paldea yeah uh, the dlc and sword and shield had walking pokemon that's what every pokemon fan on twitter <laughs> wanted they want pokemon <laughs> to follow you uh, that's why it sold so well. Come on. Basic, basic two plus two. <laughs> basic eight. tutorials. Uh, again, like, I think, the you know, I was hoping for something to be revealed, like the Dynamax Adventures, like that. They're that not far enough yet. We're not type, close enough for that yet. <laughs> type of thing at least hinted to in here, and it's, it's, it's no, not, this is just showing gameplay. Yeah, this, this is, is just, just showing what it's look. What this it looks is just like. a showcase. So yeah. I, I think there may still be more to come that might get people more excited. But overall, it was just a, oh okay. I agree with what you said, Greg, about how like I don't think this DLC is convincing anyone um, that maybe already dislikes Scarlet and Violet. Although they did sell a lot of copies of Scarlet and Violet, <laughs> they did. That's um, true. But I do remember with the with the Sword and Shield DLC, which I will say, I think those trailers made me way more excited than this trailer. The thing that I, I frequently heard was, especially with the crown, sorry, especially with the Isle of Armor, was this is what the wild area should have been the mm. first time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that did stand out to people of like, just being in the Isle of Armor felt like, what if that middle chunk of Sword and Shield was this? Yeah. And I think they did that right. And I don't think right. like like it took them a, a year to or took them what eight months to get to that point. But like that, I guess that's like the 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 minor ounce of hope I have here is like yeah. whatever they they're showing is like yeah, this looks like more Paldea. Hopefully, something's right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have hope because Isle of Armor did ultimately feel like a better version of it. Um. And we did not get that sense from the trailer. And so I think it is 
possible from what they're showing us that we aren't seeing the same sort of Isle of Armor area change. So it's like it's hard to really make a judgment call, which I mean, some people could argue for a teaser trailer, then you sort of not met the goal. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I'm hoping that we will at least get another more expanded one closer to the actual release. I think it's somewhat clear, given the general vibe of the trailer, that I think the first DLC was supposed to come out during the summer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And Wonder- it's not. <laughs> like <laughs> This is a summer festival. This is a yeah. Japanese summer festival. There yeah. is no way this was intended for any other season than the summer. So it's interesting, given that in the light of our arguments of they should delay things, they should delay things. I think it's pretty clear that they are delaying the release of this DLC. Oh, yeah. 100%. And I, I'm wondering... Like my speculation was is that they wanted to put out in summer, but they realized that they really had to fix a lot of things in the base game before they could do this. And I think the continuing problems they're having with raids are symptoms of them trying to fix things, which is why this was clearly delayed from summer into fall. And I'm wondering if based on that, we are going to see some more improvements in the games when the DLCs actually hit, or if it's really they're trying to get the game into a much better state to make transition into the DLC seem more flawless and connected. Um, well, we will, really... we will get to raids breaking again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll get there. But what were you going to say, Hannah? <laughs> I am really curious how much of these new DLCs are going to focus on features versus story. Because I feel like these ones are focusing more on story than Sword and Shields were. This is more of an extension of the story than we got in the previous DLCs. And so I'm not sure whether they are focusing more on that and making it less of a focus on new features. Or whether we're still going to get new features that they just haven't shown yet because these are really early on trailers. This is also like a symptom of... People having just huge expectations for Pokemon and then being let down. I like, uh, and yeah. I fell into this with Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I don't know if you guys remember, but like when they showed like the updated map to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, like the the screenshot, people were like, "These look like gyms." Like, remember in Sun and Moon, there was a bunch of construction sites. They're actually going to get turned into buildings in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Like, none of that happened. Mm-hmm. Like, the only buildings Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon added were like f- these bad photo booth things. And I don't remember what they did. <laughs> like, there were no gyms. Like, there was nothing like super wild or twisty about that kind of stuff, which is like, that doesn't mean Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are bad games. I think they, I think they were well worth the $40, mm-hmm. but. Even even with like Legends Arceus, people are like, I can't wait for the DLC. Like we found like the a player's house and like maybe this was like none of that happened. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't want to be like, oh, my gosh, these DLCs are going to really pump this game up to the next level, because I think the thing that could pump this game up to the next level is just like fixing the frame rate, fixing the raids, mm-hmm. like just m- making what we are playing now a more just like fixing the quality of life of what we have right now is yeah. like is like what what I would prefer over more slightly broken stuff like yeah like I I literally had it I I did what 30 gimme ghoul raids and all of a sudden my like little icons on my map were in the center of my screen just like floating around and I was like oh I thought I thought we fixed this issue. Like I haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen this issue in two months, and now I have yeah. to hard reboot my game because 
just I, I just came out of a raid. I've been standing in the same spot, just connecting to raids over and over, and I come out, and all of a sudden, like my north indicator is above my character's head, and then, like like these games are just still broken. Yeah. It, um. What else did they have in this press release? Uh oh, I will mention they they for. A spoiler if you played through scarlet and violet there was not a single double battle in the entire game <laughs> this trailer shows a double battle this trailer shows a double battle <laughs> so uh there you go that's cool but it's in the second dlc so it's gonna be a while till yeah. we get there yeah uh new characters are revealed among them are 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 cryano founder is it Cyrano? Cyrano. Cyrano. Okay. It's, it's close to crypto. Uh, founder of the director and academy and Lacey as a student there. She's the only student in the entire school. Having heard rumors about players and their adventure, Cyrano visits Paldea to invite them to an inst- institution as an exchange student. Um, it seems that they are a longtime acquaintance of director Clavel. Lacey is a second year student at the Blueberry Academy. She is a reliable person who shows the player around the academy when first arriving her pokemon battles battling skills are apparently nothing to scoff at all right this needs to be said just because he has a hone edge scarf does not mean there is a new version of hone edge coming Wait, he- they they pulled this with what's her name <laughs> and the toxic butterfly in her hair mm-hmm. they've it is just a style choice mm-hmm. what what about his scarf is hone edge the swirl the blue swirl at the end of the scarf he has like a pokeball on the middle of his scarf, right? Or his tie? That's, That's his tie. tie. Oh, and okay. then around his neck, under the lapels, is a long black scarf. And a, it is a hone edge scarf. I don't see the bottom of his scarf, though. It gets cut off by the image. Oh, you go to the Pokemon website and go to the DLC characters. Oh, okay. Okay. Sorry. I was still on the press release website. My bad. Got it. My bad. <laughs> yeah. And then they don't talk about the other two characters with the weird hair. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, don't. they showed off a couple more characters, but... Oh, I see, I see, I see. I was looking at his in-game model. Got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The no, picture the, right below the, it I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she also has... I, I, I can't place which one right now people were saying about what Lacey was showing off. But again, these are just style choices. Yeah, there are cool ways that Pokemon designs are integrated into the fashion and the Pokemon characters in ways that we can't get in Pokemon-centered clothing, apparently. Correct. You're telling me that Iono didn't have a Magnemite on her team? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> she Even did. though she had Magnemite in her hair? But she has them in her hair, but they're her precious children, so she doesn't send them into battle. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah, they don't talk about the people in the trailer with the... With not the at all. They're not even on the character list in the website i'm they like ha- they have they're names. missing people they, they say their name in the trailer the <laughs> they first do, they, and they don't they don't have them here introducing <laughs> some of the characters only two of which we feel are important cyrano and lacy <laughs> also like what are we battling why are we battling people I, this is the same issue with like the crown tundra and the isle of armor like we're all level 100 like are these npcs going to be level 102 are they going to well, take away our pokemon double battles they're <laughs> they're trying to finally introduce double battles into the game finally after all these years double battles are finally a thing i mean it there were like new. the blueberry academy focuses on battling that's i think been said yeah i mean there there, there was 
technically level scaling. Technically, well, actually, there was there was Only technically level scaling in Scarlet and Violet. If you had if you had less than eight gym badges, what was it? It was it was like if you didn't beat Leon, everyone in the Crown Tundra and the Isle of Armor was like level like twenty five. Yeah, and then if you did beat Leon, everyone was like what like level sixty five. Level sixty. I think it was 65. 60 or 65, yeah. Which is like a form of level scaling, sure, because like, you know, if you have three gym badges, you could go over to the Crown Tundra, you could still have a great time. Like, that's cool. I don't know how you fix that problem, because you also don't want to like tell your players like, oh, you need like a team of at least 70 to go over here. Like, that's not fun for somebody who just bought a DLC. Be like, oh, I can't even do that. Like, all my friends are doing that and I can't go there. Does co-op work over here? <laughs> hey, these oh, games have co-op, boy. by the way. I know like four people tried it. The co-op is fun. I will stand by that. I enjoy it. Yeah, I look, it's week after week we come on and we talk about how these games are buggy and like they don't work and they crash and like we literally just got a new raid event and it was broken for like seven hours before they fixed it. All of that is true, but it's also true that these games were still incredibly ambitious. Like, this is still their first big open world game. Like, I feel like people don't talk about this is the first game they also did co-op, which happened to be an open world game as well. Like, this is the first game they've done co-op to this extent. Black and White had some. Yeah, but in Black and White, you couldn't, like, start the game with a person and walk through the entire game with them. Yeah, no. Like, like this co-op is... Legitimately, I suppose, the co-op that most people would think co-op is, which is, like, let's play the whole game together. There's a lot going on in this game. It's They're very ambitious, but at the same time, they're very broken and bad frame rate and a little ugly. Not the prettiest Pokemon games ever made, but I, I, I still want them to be good. Like, I think there is... There is... Something in gaming, I don't know what it's called. I'll use uh, I'll use two examples. There are two games we talk about all the time. We'll bring up the first game, Final Fantasy fourteen. That game was so bad when it came out that they literally dis- they had an event in the game to destroy the entire world, and then they took like a year and a half off, and then they relaunched it, and now it is this game that people absolutely adore and love. Yep. Yep. Like they literally launched the worst game ever. They admitted oh boy, it. It was bad. And then they they relaunched it. Another series I've done this. You've never heard this game before in this podcast was Destiny. <laughs> the first Destiny got very mediocre reviews, like a lot of six out of tens, a seven out of tens. Every single review was like, there's something special here. This game is just not good right now. Not it. And when they released The Taken King, which came a year later, every single review was like, you need to buy Destiny now. Now is the time to play. They fixed everything we've been complaining about for the year. Like, Destiny is good again. Now, you know, that Destiny has had some bad expansion since. But, like, games have done this. I think another game that has done this was um, the Rainbow Six Siege game, I think. It launched, mm. like, really, really poorly. And now it's, like, this, like, super loved competitive game. Um, I, it's the new rainbow. I can't remember the actual, actual name, but rainbow siege. And I want that for Pokemon. I want that so bad for Pokemon. I want like the, the DLC to come out and for everyone to be like, they, they did it. They fixed everything for Scarlet and Violet. This is the time to come back. If you purchased it, this upgrade is a, a million percent worth it. Like 
If you if you haven't tried a Pokemon game in the last five years, now is the time to jump on. I want that so bad because I've seen so many. I've listed three games, but there's a ton of games that have done this that have made this like miracle. Uh, another one, uh, No Man's Sky. I bought No Man's Sky. I regretted that purchase. Inst- it wasn't even like two yeah. hours into that <laughs> yeah. game. And I was like, oh, I just burned $60 so badly. Oh, I wish I could return this. It was awful. And now like No Man's Sky is like this super loved game. And and every time somebody brings up No Man's Sky, the thing you hear is like, oh, they really fit. <laughs> it's, it's a good, <laughs> which is like fair. Like that's a good, that's a thing you want to hear is like people being like, nah, they fixed it, man. It's really good. I want to be able to say that for Pokemon. I don't want to fall through the floor anymore. And yep. there's a difference there that Pokemon has the expectation of a different game coming out sooner than those games would. Like the next game in the main series. Yeah. Because I don't think, I mean, I know Final Fantasy has a lot of games, but I don't think that they happen as frequently. No, Final Fantasy games take a while to come out. Uh, I mean, it's different when you're talking about the MMO because they do have to pump out uh, an expansion to the base game okay. about every year and a half or their okay. base will fall off. But that being said, like and I talked to this with people before each expansion they come out with, they do go back to the base game and say, we are now going to fix a bunch of stuff that was bad because the biggest joke of Final Fantasy 14 f- forever was how bad the grass is. Because when they wrote the base game, (laughs) they decided to procedurally have the game make grass. They weren't going to draw grass. They just wrote code to say, just make grass. And it is so bad and is so ugly. And they finally said, after 10 years, we are fixing all the grass fix all the trees we're gonna fix it (laughs) but like every time they come out with a dlc they have a chance to go back and fix the base game because you have to do things to make it integrate right and they could be doing that here and it is the hope that the dlcs are going to bring overall general and you know improvements because you have to touch the base game you 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 have to be able to add on the DC. You can go back in. You're making changes in one area. You need to make changes everywhere. And you have the chance to do it. Whether or not they're going to take the chance to do it is another question. Yeah, I don't think I have the hope for that. Yeah. I have the um, hope that maybe these things will be fixed in the next main series game. But I mean, I had I have the tiniest hope in the fact that the DLC was clearly delayed. Um, mm-hmm. But I lost that hope when all the roads broke. <laughs> here's the thing and both can be true game freak has made a ton of bad games and game freak has made a ton of good games Mm -hmm. and they can fix their bad games they've done this before and i will give you an example the worst pokemon game ever made by game freak is diamond and pearl it is so bad it is it is the pacing is terrible 90% 90% of the trainers use Geodude. There's like the, the the XP bar takes longer than it takes for your for your grandmother to make you a hot cocoa. Oh man, you, that like, thing is slow. Like when you save the the game, you feel like your your Game Boy or your your DS, whatever that was on, your DS is going to explode because it's like saving lots of data. Please like don't move a millisecond. Like those games are terrible. And then 
in whatever miracle that happened, Game Freak released one of their best games after that, which was Platinum. Platinum. It was, <laughs> they like, they did it. They released the worst game they've ever released. And then a year and a half later, they released one of their best games. Like, so I, I do believe that I don't, I, well, I believe that Game Freak is not the best video game company out there when it comes to making games, but they have no. made good games. And they, they took whatever they hot mess that was Diamond and Pearl and they made Platinum. And Platinum is awesome. Like, there's no actual reason why if you went into a game store and Platinum and Diamond and Pearl were sitting there and they were both like $40, you would ever buy Diamond and Pearl. Correct. No one would ever do. Like, Platinum is the significantly better game in every single aspect. And, and they, they, they did it. And so, like... Can can they make this a better game? Sure. Yes, they've done it before. Will they? D- don't know. Don't know like what their time frame is. Don't know what their budget is. Don't know if like Papa Pikachu at the Pokemon company is telling Game Freak like we don't care. Move on to the next game after this. Just pump out this DLC and get get going again. Like we don't know who's actually like You're making right. those harder calls. We don't know what happened to Pokemon Z. What happened to Pokemon Z? <laughs> yeah, like we don't know what they're prioritizing. We don't know what they see as an actual problem versus mm-hmm. what the community feels is the actual problem. And the games are still enjoyable. Yeah, I yeah. still like I, these I, games. I still like them. I'm in a rough patch with them. I don't, I really don't play. Scarlet and Violet all, and I recently restarted Sword, and I'm like, man, I love these games. That's that's the Pokemon effect, though. You always hate the current game, and then five <laughs> well, years no, later, I mean, like, <laughs> I love Sword and Shield when they were there. No, I did too. I, really, I did too. I really like them, but going back to them, and I'm like, this is just so much more of what I've wanted. Apart from the fact that the routes are just hallways. If you love hallways, let me introduce you to a game called Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Yeah. You can go into I mean, a they really leaned into the hallways. Underground hallway system. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like, all the characters are enjoyable. The buildings are enjoyable. Like, I'm just, I'm back in that world and I'm so happy knowing that i'm full well i'm going to be disappointed by the story at the end thankfully i know how the story's in so i'm prepped for how bad it is but that is that is much more of the game that i want and when i go into scarlet and violet and i'm just like i i can't with this game like i do the raids when they're special and then that is gonna be the extent of me playing these games until the dlcs and i hope the dlcs change change it but i i don't know that that's a thing well speaking of raids let's take one more break and then we will talk about these gimme go raids and then just end with a little bit of anime news so we will be right back this podcast is brought to you by every plate you can get more bang for your buck with america's best value meal kit You've heard about it before. We've talked about it before. Every plate is 25% cheaper than going to the grocery store. No hidden fees. So you can count on a great value week after week with 26 tasty and affordable recipes you can pick from each week. You can log into the website, pick which ones you want to deliver it, including some that are 15 minutes or less for dinner. It is easy to find something for every meal. Plus, you can add delicious options to your order. There are 22 sides, lunches, snacks, desserts, and more. 
My favorite thing to add is the big old bucket of mac and cheese that you can add. It is awesome. It is easy to make. It is delicious. I put a little pepper on my mac and cheese. I like the little pepper. Uh, I think it may, I've always grown up with pepper on my mac and cheese. And every plate's mac and cheese is bomb. You can choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying quick, satisfying meals. Their meals are 50% cheaper than your average fast, casual meal. You can put that money and save towards making fun summer plans. Get started with every plate for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code super effective for nine. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code super effective or nine at checkout. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like going to Vegas and not being able to leave your hotel. There's lots of hotels in Vegas and they all got different things going on and you should be able to explore those different things. I don't know if you know this, but Netflix has different content libraries for every country. That means there are thousands of shows that you cannot access without a VPN. But with a VPN, you'll be able to unlock hundreds of shows you wouldn't be able to access normally. Let me give you an example. If you're in the US and you want to watch Shrek, there's no way to do that right now. But with ExpressVPN, you would be able to switch your region to Australia and you can watch all the Shrek you want. And we all know that Shrek's a pretty good movie and you'll want to watch that. You're already paying for Netflix and you can't watch Shrek, but with ExpressVPN, you would be able to. ExpressVPN offers blazing fast speeds. You can stream in HD with no buffering, compatible on your phone, your laptop, your media consoles, your smart TVs, your game consoles underneath your smart TVs. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash PKMNCST. And don't forget to use our link at expressvpn.com slash PKMNCST to get an extra three months free of ExpressVPN. Expressvpn.com slash PKMNCST or click the link in our show notes. And we are back from our break. Announcing a Terra Raid battle event featuring Chestform Gimme Ghoul starting Wednesday, June 21st. That's the end date here. July 2nd is the end date. Um, the Chestform Gimme Ghoul appearing in this event will have various Terra types. You will be able to find them through one to five star raid battles. If you challenge the ones in the five star raid battle, you'll have a small chance to encounter a shiny Chestform Gimme Ghoul, which does not appear during normal gameplay. And then there was a new mystery gift code. Or uh, I think it's 10 nuggets, 10 rare candy, one friend ball. That's up on my like Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, if you want to redeem those, um, which I think those end July 31st. So you got plenty of time. So brand new raid event. This kind of makes sense why uh, Del Fox or Rillaboom didn't show, <laughs> show up yet. I don't know. They could still show up, I guess. They have done events at the same time. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Janine likes to schedule everything on top of one another. So we're seven months into this game. This is our first shiny event uh, in, in Sword and Shield. It took two months to get to our first shiny event, which was um, the Magikarp uh, for, for New Year's. And it broke. 
Uh, specifically, if you were a Scarlet player for some odd reason, uh, you just couldn't connect or you would disconnect. And then if you were a Violet player trying to and had a Scarlet player join your game, it would break for you. Now, if you happen to get four Violet players together, it was issue free. <laughs> <laughs> And it took about six to seven hours for them to fix that. The raids went up at 10 a.m. Central Time. And I was I was streaming on Twitch and I was like, oh, should I even do these? And then it was like, oh, they're broken. Mm, OK, no, I guess mm. I'm ending stream. All right. I'll see you I'm taking Wednesday off. Uh, but they got they got fixed, you know, around five, six o'clock. Um, they did like an emergency push update thing. Uh, how how are, <laughs> how did they, how did they what we just came off a month of no when it wasn't a month it was like three weeks uh we came off three weeks of no chestnut and no iron tusk and great horns with great i was <laughs> whatever their names are <laughs> i love great horns that's actually in the dlc great horn and iron tusks those are the those are the spoiler Pokemon for the deal. We just got off of those raids. They were broken for three weeks. It took you three weeks. I don't know if it actually took you three weeks, but it took to your audience. It took you three weeks to fix these raids. And then the next new raid event is broken. What? Yeah, a whole different way. I don't. I don't understand. They should just give this series over to Ilka, who knows what they're doing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um there it's fixed now uh okay so the other the other news is they they turned gave me ghoul shiny shiny event yeah. people are very excited you know how's them odds before we get to the odds i will i will say this i i love sword and shield so i will always go to bat for sword and shield don't get me wrong sword and shield people complained that there wasn't enough shiny hunting ways compared to past games like in X and Y, you had radar, you had friend safari, you had chain fishing. Um, there's probably software setting, of course. There's probably something else I'm forgetting. I think the concept of returning a Pokemon shiny for a couple days and you have to do a co-op group thing this weekend is cool and great. And it's what I want in a video game. And it's kind of why I like raid so much in general from Sword and Shield to Scarlet and Violet. I just think that's cool. It's and it's kind of the same like thought of like community day. Like I like going out and being with people and playing Pokemon together. And so the fact that Sword and Shield did that pretty much once a month every month was like a like yeah, they didn't have as many options to shiny hunt like as in Sun and Moon or X and Y. But like that was still a unique way to shiny hunt. It was just like on a schedule and required other players i still i thought it was fantastic and so when they're like oh a shiny event the i felt like everyone in the room was like yes finally and then we were like waiting for the data miners to be like here are the odds maybe it's one in a hundred you know maybe it's like one in 99 because that would be very clever fun because you need 99 you know a big number but you know still kind of it's regular. It was one in four thousand. It's just <laughs> what? Like I, they don't. They they don't say here. They will never say here what the odds are. I want to repeat the what the sentence is. If you challenge one in five star terror raid battle, you have a small chance to encounter shine. 
that's not a small, that's like, you have that's, a small chance of winning the Powerball. <laughs> do you, do you have a small chance of winning the Powerball? Because I don't, I think our definitions of small are very different, Pokemon company. Even, there were raids in Scarlet and Vi, or Sword, Sword, Sword and Shield, where it was like a 1 in 50 chance, or like a 1 in 100 chance. And you would still spend all weekend doing it, mm-hmm. and maybe not even get it. That's a lot of time to dedicate. And, like, I don't want to get into, like, uh, well, that makes the shiny more rare, more valuable. Look, look, I uh, my LinkedIn is stacked with shinies. Like, I'm getting job offers left and right of because employers know how valuable my collection is, I'm sure. But, like, there's also something called respecting your player's time. And, like, make, like, even if, and, and, like, just having a fun event. Video games, at the end of the day, are supposed to be fun. There is nothing, oh, I'm so mad right now. There is nothing fun about walking across Paldea to a raid event to then realize that it's a three-star raid and that's not shiny. And then, okay, I'll trek over here. Okay, because I don't know, because the map doesn't show me if it's a three or a five or a six or a six. I have no clue what star raid it is. I can only walk. And then, oh, this is a four star. This is a four star. This is a three star. Well, how do you want your players to do this, Pokemon? Because I have gone seven months in this game without changing my system clock. Because I'm like, there's more than enough to do. I don't need, I like, I can join other people's raids. I'm not going to do all my raids anyways. I'm going to get distracted and I'm going to like EV train. I'm going to, I have a million things to do. I don't need to change my system clock. I don't want to change my system clock because I don't want to be disqualified from the Animal Crossing World Championships that will happen in the future. No one wants to be disqualified. I'm not a cheater time traveler in that game. I can't change my clock. I walked through all Paldea. Great. Out of all the promoted raids, only one of them was five star. The rest was three and four star. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to sit in a 10 minute queue and try to connect to other people for it to say connection not found? Literally 10 minutes. I have footage of this. I I, like 15 plus minutes of me just trying to connect to get into one raid for then the host to be like, I didn't like that. You're bringing a mute disconnect. Like, okay, I guess I guess I'll get back in queue. Like, how do you want me to put like the only way I can actually do this is to go into my like system clock and move it like forward a minute and then I'll, all the raids refresh. And then I have to do this painful walk to walk to each one like it, it, it's not even the shiny odds that are upsetting. It's the fact that this event is not fun in like any way. Like the rewards are OK, I guess. I've just been playing it for the rewards. If you just play it for the re- for the rewards, it's fine. <laughs> no expectation of a shiny. Like I, you, I felt like the rewards were better for great. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so. I I think the expectations are different because they they announced this during a press release, right? Like they announced this during the Nintendo Direct. They're like, this is this is this huge raid event. It's not this weekend. It's like two weeks long. This is the first time Gimme Ghoul's in raids. This is the first time Gimme Ghoul can be shiny. You can actually get like a decently IV'd Gimme Ghoul. This is the first time you can get an XXL Gimme Ghoul or an XXX small or XX small Gimme Ghoul minus Pokemon Go. Like it is on paper an exciting event and then you have this thing where like three and four stars raids are just completely useless like there's no way in the game to regenerate raids i don't know if you guys remember this when i say you guys i'm talking about listeners uh in sword and shield not only could you check 
like uh, I play a lot of Pokemon. I understand I'm in the minority, but in Sword and Shield, every single day when I would play, I would check every single raid den in the main game, the Crown Tundra, and the Isle of Armor. I wanted those Watts. I was addicted to Watts, but I would check them all too. And checking every single raid den in that game took me about 45 minutes. That's unreasonable in this game because everything is so spread apart. And on top of that, in Sword and Shield, I could reset the raid dens manually by just doing them. I could, If you cleared them out, new raids would spawn in. There's mm-hmm. no way to do that in Scarlet and Violet. Like, I can't even, like, pay a person to be like, hey, can you, like, refresh all the raids because they're bad? I, like, literally, I don't... I don't think the intended gameplay is to be like, well, open up your system clock and move the date. What? Like, I, I don't think that's how they want us to play. Like, <laughs> for for a company that could just copy and paste features from old games and, like, call it a day, why did it, well, <laughs> they're so bent on, like, making new mechanics that are not better than the mechanics they had before. You got, the, the, there's an audio if you're listening to the if you're listening if you're watching the video version greg and hannah are speechless if you're listening to the audio version uh, i mean what do you want me to add <laughs> like yes that yep. like there are there are frustrations with how scarlet and violet does things this isn't helping the thing that stood out to me the most i'm going to call out one of my one of my mods one of my friends steel she's great she she came in to my stream and she was like, I was excited for this event and then I, I heard everything wrong with it. So I went back to play Diablo 4 and I was like, that that is everything in a nutshell. Yep. Like, if you are making a new event, it should be fun and exciting enough to pull you away from a current game that you're obsessed with or yeah, that you're yeah, enjoying yeah. playing. Like, like man, I wanted to play Diablo 4 last night. Didn't work. Servers were down. So I went to play Apex because it was the last game I played. On my feet. But I had like a good time because I was like, oh, there's a new event in Apex. Cool. I like this is great. Like, I didn't know there was a new event. I'm here for it. I might actually go play a little bit of Apex tonight because I there's a, there's nothing about this event that I feel like would draw a player in and be like, oh, man, I got to get these one and four. Like, like <laughs> it's just a bad event. Like, I would rather have another week of Chestnut, because Chestnut gave significantly better rewards. <laughs> and I could actually easily get into a, a random Chestnut raid. Yeah, I'm not even trying to use the raid menu. I'm just going through and clearing out my Gimme Ghoul raids and seeing what I get there. Because trying to use the raid finder menu, like we said last week, is unpleasant. And I'm potentially so, useless. I'm so glad last week was dedicated to the raid finder menu because I the more <laughs> I use it, the more angry I get. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like to everyone being like, oh, Ycom was bad. Bring me back. Bring back mm-hmm. Ycom. Because at least Ycom didn't at least like when you connected to something in Ycom, it was pretty quick where it would be like, yes, you're in or no, you're not. Or no, you're not. In, in Scarlet yeah. and Violet, when you co- when you connect, there is no backing out. You are just in this like, this like three minute loop of it thinking for it to be like, nope, you didn't get it. Yeah, I've never a, waited a, three plus minutes for it to say like, you're in. Yeah. Well, the weird thing is because Scarlet and Violet isn't, it's trying to find 
something to match your parameters. And if the first one was full, instead of saying, hey, that was the only one I'm going to kick you out, it's like, I'm going to search the universe to see if somebody else is doing this. I'll let you know in about five hours. Stop it. <laughs> free me free me from this there's not pain. even a cancel button i can't even cancel. i can't even cancel i can't yep. even cancel i can't even say i hit i didn't even want that one i hit the button by mistake let me undo my mistake i don't care about that gardevoir right now if somebody is hosting a six star raid and i'm gonna go over to the little magnifying glass to like punch in the number and i accidentally click the raid right before it I have now missed that six star raid because a raid is only open for three minutes and the raid I the like the the two star Teddy Ursa I just accidentally clicked on has now held me hostage for like five minutes because I have no way of backing out. I have no out. way of getting out. And when I get out and finally can refresh the one that I wanted is now gone. This is this this is the worst way to do an event. If 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 this was like truly an event. Again, it has nothing to do with shiny odds. It has to do with, like, make them all five-star. Make the rewards yeah. slightly better. Give me a way to refresh them. Like, fix Ycom, or not Ycom, fix what, I don't even know what it's called, Pokey Network. Fix it so I'm not sitting in a 10-minute queue to try to connect. Like, But no, they had to fix the raids themselves instead. <laughs> they broke. The raids launched broken. <laughs> now, that being said, like, I think the reason I brought up the, the sword and shield stuff is just because an old game did something doesn't mean like a new game has to like do it as well. Right. Just because we were so accustomed with shiny raids every month in sword and shield doesn't mean like we should be getting or we should expect shiny raids every month. But I don't blame it, any fan or anyone who has purchased this game to not have somewhat similar expectations of like. Okay, well, if I if I grind out raids all weekend, there's a small chance I'll be able to get it. Small chance meaning if I put in the work, I'll be able to get it. Or if I like at least give this game a couple hours every day, I should be able to get it. Or that that doesn't like you, go go buy a scratch off at your gas station. You will have better odds than like I think there are some scratch offs that are like one in a hundred, and you win like five bucks. <laughs> you will have better odds <laughs> than this. And I, I do get that there's like, you know, if somebody does stumble upon one, they can back out and they can like invite people and stuff. But I, that doesn't suddenly make this raid event more fun. No. And again, I, the, I, I think like, the, 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 the thing is like events should be fun. Yeah. I was interested until again, I saw it's one to five star, which you can't see on this map. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then the shiny odds were normal and i'm like i don't even like this thing <laughs> <laughs> i don't and then i would need to do 4000 4000 of these to become at odds no 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 <laughs> i i okay i don't have a job right now but i have a life i'm not going to sit in there 8 hours a day scamming through gimme ghoul raids to be like now's the time to get the one no i no here no. <laughs> that's okay that's not even the the, the one in four thousand isn't even like the bad part because i can yeah i can i can crank out gimme ghouls no problem the the bad part is like 
walking across Paldea yeah, to yeah. even find. Like, it's so yeah. frustrating to be like, you just oh, have oh. to fly to the nearest fly point. Have you not unlocked all the fly points? And then you're like, oh, this is three. Oh, this is four. Oh, yeah. this is another three. Yeah. Like, you spend more time outside of the raids than inside of the raids. And uh, let's talk about this. Three plus years of sword sword and shield raids. You go in, it sparkles. Yes, like, Gimme Ghoul doesn't that's... have the best shiny. It goes from gray to white. But uh, by the way, this Pokemon hides in a chest. You can barely see it. And there's no sparkle in this game. The average person, that probably wouldn't even matter because they'd play this game for like 40 or 50 hours and then put it down and maybe done like six raids and the likelihood of them finding a shiny in a raid is one in 4,000, right? You're promoting this as a shiny event with a pretty bad shiny. Not the worst shiny. Pretty bad because it's, it's tiny Pokemon in a chest hiding. You didn't think that like maybe there should be a sparkle animation? Why didn't you copy and paste that? For a, for a franchise that loves to copy and paste, like <laughs> I'm just <laughs> just commenting. They always copy and paste. Uh, they sure didn't copy and paste that. That's for sure. Like they did not. Why do they not sparkle? When you were fixing the 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 broken raids, you should have like emergency updated like a sparkle animation or something. Like I just don't. I just don't get it. I don't. Why have it? Why even like? I think this raid event would have been good if you just didn't turn it shiny. If you would have just left it non-shiny and just been like, hey, there's a Gimme Ghoul raid event. It drops a yeah. bunch of nuggets. If they didn't uh, make it being potentially shiny the point, everything else would just be a, a fine raid event. Like if it says you have a small chance of encountering shiny form Gimme Ghoul, let me reword this for you. If you challenge uh, Gimme Ghoul raids, you will get a good chance of getting a bunch of money. There, just just drop a bunch of nuggets. People would have been like, yep, this is great. Cool. I can get a bunch of nuggets. Like you turning it shiny and and having all of these other can't see what star the raids are. Got to walk to each one. Um, your network thing is a nightmare. These launch broken the shiny. Like this is just a terrible event. It sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's bad. <laughs> and I figure eventually shiny gimme ghoul will come to Pokemon Go. So Getting that shiny golden go will probably Gonna be possible wait through there. Until the community day in 2027. I don't know if it'll be a community day. It might just be a, an occasional event like Meltan is. I don't understand either because like when you compare the Pokemon to Meltan, which is a great point, where they like turn on and off the shiny for whatever reason they have for that. Like it's it still feels obtainable. Mm-hmm. Like, like, oh, I got to play 30 minutes a day and like, OK, I didn't get it on Monday. I didn't get it on Tuesday. I didn't get it on Wednesday. Oh, cool. I got it on Thursday. Great. Like, I'll do it again on Friday. Oh, didn't get it. Oh, cool. I got it on. Like, it feels like it's asking you 30 minutes of your time every day when that event comes around. Mm -hmm. And like most days you don't get it. But the day you do get it, you're like, cool. Yeah, I, I did and on it. The days you don't get it. You can't go for any longer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think Kecleon and, uh, shoot, Painter Dog. Smeargle. Smeargle are the other Pokemon <laughs> whose shinies Painter are dog. blocked <laughs> occasionally. Uh, words escape me occasionally, sorry. Painter Dog for 500, Alex. Uh, you know, <laughs> Painter Dog is a better name. What is a Smeargle? <laughs> <sighs> there's Those painter the dog there's doe dog <laughs> i thought kecleon was always on dog. 
Uh, Kecleon might be always on at this point. I yeah. mean, yeah, but, but Smeargle is definitely on an on and off. Painter Dog is all, definitely not available yeah. as shiny right now. I hatched two shiny relicants during the um, Hoenn tour. Full disclosure, by the way, Niantic did give me free incubators for that event because mm-hmm. I think incubators are a big scam. Uh, they gave me, I, I don't even know, they think they gave me like 10 or 15 free incubators before the event. So Normal I was hatching a lot. Of, the, the premium, the, the purple ones. Um, so I was hatching a lot of 10k eggs. I ended up hatching two shiny relicanth and I traded a shiny relicanth to a friend because they had a shiny hat Pikachu and I really, I, I collect the Pikachus. And I had two. And the last day of the Hoenn tour, the last like 10 minutes of the event, somebody's walking by and they're like, shiny Kecleon, trading shiny Kecleon. And I was like, what do you want for it? And she was like, you got shiny relicanth? And I was like, I'm done. And I made that trade instantly because my thought process was, I already have the Relicanth registered in the the Pokemon Go Pokedex, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and then I have 40 shiny Relicanth in Pokemon Home because the chain fishing was a thing in X and Y. So what do I need this for? What value is this adding to my LinkedIn profile? Nothing. None. You know what is valuable? The fa- I knew it was going to happen. They turned Kecleon shiny, and now it's impossible to fight. <laughs> I have find five normal Kecleon to get Jirachi. Yep. I have found one since. Isn't it ten? I'm on that step two. I'm on fi- five because I have the premium ticket. If you went, oh. if, if you went to uh, Vegas, you only uh, have to find five. Okay. If you, if you didn't go to Vegas, you, it's ten. Um, I regret nothing about that trade. That trade was <laughs> perfect for me. I'm very happy. With, I'm very happy with my. I'm going to walk with my shiny Kecleon tonight. Anyways, <laughs> this trade event was bad. And eventually you will be able to get a shiny gold and go through go. I am almost certain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm certain. I'm certain too. I'm not I'm not too worried about it. I, I just wish the event was fun. I just wish it was like exciting to do. It just feels miserable. Final bit of news here is part three of uh Ultimate Journeys, the series is now on Netflix. Uh is this is this is the final This is leading up to the battle. This does this not have the Leon battle? It does, I think. Uh, I think it doesn't. I think it does. This is everything. I'm pretty sure this is everything before the the final Ash stretch. I don't remember. Which is the eight episodes? Are you talking about the eight episodes? Yeah, I think this is everything before the eight episodes. Okay, the last episode I remember seeing was the Darkrai episode, which was like a two part. I'm not caught up. I did not watch 100 episodes of this anime. <laughs> I'll tell you that yeah. much. I mean, they've released them over time. It's been very chunked out. Yes. Okay, so Nightfall Nightmares and A Midnight Summer Night, though that had Darkrai and Cresselia. The whole series in Japanese is 136 episodes. And we're getting episode 60? What? There I think no this way. does have Leon. I think that Leon is in episode 37 or 38. There are just more episodes at the end that I didn't expect because I try not to spoil it too much. Are they cutting episodes the for US? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I think so. they are. Are they? <laughs> are we- oh, well, uh, Ultimate Journeys was separate from Pokemon Journeys. Oh, you're right. That's the difference. Yeah, that, right. that always confused me on Netflix. There's Pokemon Journeys, Pokemon Master Journeys, and Pokemon right. Ultimate Journeys. That's 
that's where they cut it up. Got it. I remember this. They like rebranded it for some reason. In ways that sound almost no different. <laughs> yes. And you so, can't tell which comes first when you're trying to figure out which comes first. So now I don't know where I left off, actually. So this might be the Leon stuff then. It is. Okay. Yeah, it is. Got it. I'm looking at the episodes. Yeah. Uh, in part three. Yeah. Because part two... Wow, if I left off of the Dark stuff... <laughs> yeah, you're behind. <laughs> you're way behind, because part two ends with... It's probably because the... they were like, oh, we released part two, but I was like, I already watched that part two, yeah. but that was a different part two. It was a different <laughs> yep. part two, yeah. The last... So part two ended with the Iris-Cynthia Masters 8 battle. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. I just want to watch the Masters 8. I don't care about anything else. Uh, then you want to pick up part two... Okay. Uh, episode boy. Oh, I do remember the El Creme stuff. I think maybe I started watching. I think the last episode I watched was the giant Pikachu versus the giant El Creme. But I don't I think, think Pikachu was Gigantamax. I, I think it just ate a bunch of cake. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, all right, well, I guess I'll make... T- I, I would probably have a more enjoyable time watching the Pokemon anime than doing Gimme Ghoul Raids. I'll tell you that much. Yep. All right, well, that was today's show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making it to the end. Here's the question I've been waiting to ask this entire time, Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you gone and celebrated Grimace's birthday yet? Oh, you better believe I have. <laughs> I knew there was one person <laughs> who would have gone and celebrated... The now queer icon Grimace uh, birthday. Yes, I did Grimace's birthday meal. It was t- a 10-piece nugget, large fries, and the Grimace shake. Uh, I mean, how is the Grimace's shake? It tastes like uh, you ever have a wild berry Pop-Tart? Uh, yeah, I think. I think I know that reference point. Yeah, it kind of tastes vaguely. like that. It's just like wild berry doesn't really taste like any berry. It just kind of tastes like a, <laughs> all of the berries. <laughs> It's roughly berry flavored. Yes. <laughs> it's roughly blue and red flavor. <laughs> yeah, it tastes like that. Um, it's okay. Uh, I would I would get it again. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. I don't know why they needed a whole celebration for a purple shake, <laughs> but you know, marketing <laughs> because it is Grimace's it's birthday, true. beloved I- character. I want the Hamburglar's birthday next, please. But for his birth, uh, for the Hamburglar's birthday, they should have it be like a salad. <laughs> Here's another question that I'm testing your McDonald's knowledge. Uh-huh. I have, uh, uh, I have, I have, I have twenty six thousand points in my McDonald's who, app. Who is the McDonald's Land characters? Who is Grimace's relative in the McDonald's character? I don't know that. I don't know what that little bird character is called. Early bird? Oh, is that her name? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I only yeah, know the Hamburglar, Grimace, Mr. Ronald, and then that's it, I think. I know there are more characters. So you don't know the wonders of Uncle O'Grimacy, who is green for the Shamrock Shake and who is weirdly Irish to Grimace's unestated national is this, Are they identity? retconning McDonald's characters? No, Uncle O'Grimacy is real. Yeah, but like, are they they retconning him to be in charge of this Shamrock Shake? No, uh, Uncle Grimacy was created to promote the Shamrock Shake when they did Shamrock Shakes. 
Uh, 70 something. That makes sense. I forget. <laughs> there's, there's a McDonald's app on Bulbapedia and it's showing the Grimace <laughs> shake right now. <laughs> because Early Bird was created in. Okay, here it is. Uncle Grimacy was 1975. Early Bird is when McDonald's started doing breakfast. They created. Oh, is that why bird. she exists? I just yeah, typed in Early, early bird. bird in Bulbapedia and it gave me an ability. That's not even the. I'm losing my <laughs> mind right now. Her name. Her name is Birdie the Early Bird. Yeah, Birdie the Early Bird. Got it. Oh, I'm on McDonald's.fandom. This is a whole website. Yeah. Hey, it if, sure is. If you've made it to the end of this podcast and you're watching on YouTube, comment below what your McDonald's order is. I would love to know. Uh, which, or who your favorite McDonald's character is. I want to know your order more than your character. Because like, you're, everyone's going to pick Grimace, because why would you not pick Grimace? Uh, because the Fry Guys exist. There's Mac Tonight. <laughs> There's they? Mayor McCheese. <laughs> There I'm are trying to so think of when many. the last time I ate McDonald's anything was. Uh, I can tell you for me it was 1991. You want to go to McDonald's, Greg? <laughs> you got to get the Grimace Never. shake? Never. It's his I birthday, asked, Greg. Yeah. Like, if I went over to a person's house that I'm like, you make terrible food, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to eat your food for your birthday. I'd be like, hey, let's go out to somewhere that I want to go to. I'll treat you for your birthday because I'm not eating your disgusting food. You wouldn't even get the shake? No. It's not food. It's a beverage. <laughs> it is food. <laughs> what it Would is, you, would you not is... even go to McDonald's to get like their Coke? We all know that they got better Coke. No. No, I'm not going to McDonald's. I'm not giving McDonald's my money. I, I, I got a gift card. Okay. <laughs> Spend it on yourself. I'm not going to deprive you of the only meal you'll eat. I had McDonald's last night. It wasn't that good. Um, it never is that good. Sometimes it hits the spot. No. Yeah, sometimes it's better it hits the spot. It's countries. like saying when I'm drunk, I like White Castle. I think I ate McDonald's when I went to Spain. I think it's better in other countries. It oh, probably I had McDonald's is. in Germany. It slapped. It was good. I wonder if there's like a fast food podcast. If there's not, I'm willing to start it. Did you know <laughs> that there was a pirate amongst the McDonaldland mascots? I did not. What was he selling? Captain, who is it? Captain Crook. He was uh, the filet of fish stealing counterpart to Hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> did he have a french fry as a sword because that'd be cool i don't remember that part i mean the hamburger was stealing hamburgers and captain crook was stealing filet of fish i don't remember if he had i know he has a sword but i don't think it's a french fry it should be um, it should be all right greg you have a kickstarter i do it's called the mystery business it's a wonderful ttrpg go back it please uh, Kickstarter, might... the mystery business. Live out your life as a Scooby-Doo gang. Can what they just search better? your name? Does that work? Too? They can also search for Leatherman Games, which is oh, okay. my my company. All right. Well, that's our show. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Greg. We will be back uh, next week. Uh, should be a crossover episode. Um, uh, I'll be in. I forgot to say this. I'll be in Columbus, Ohio. Unfortunately, that's where the uh, world or national championships will be. If you're listening to this on Monday, I'm going to try to find 
an area that maybe isn't downtown, maybe a park in Columbus that we can do raid hour on Wednesday because I should get in around three o'clock on Wednesday. I would like to do raid hour when I get there. Um, if you are in the Columbus area and you know how to do raid hour uh, or, you know, a good place that is close to downtown, uh, message me uh, and because I want to do raid hour. I don't even know what the raid hour is. This is it. Uh, not Nihiligo, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> that sounds right. My phone's at the Apple store. Sure. <laughs> um, and then I'll be there all weekend. So if you're if you're going to Columbus, Ohio, you can say hi. Uh, I'm meeting up with Pokey Sports. Uh, they rented a podcast studio. We're going to record an episode. And that'll go up on their feed and my feed. And if for some reason that doesn't work... Uh, I'm going to panic call Hannah and Greg and we're going to, I'm going to record in a hotel room or something. So we'll figure that out. But all right. June raid hours. It is Nihiligo. It is Nihiligo. Yeah, I checked. Cool. I don't have that shiny. Yeah. All right. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon podcast and we are super effective. Not sure if we're playing any more Gimme Ghoul raids or not. Super effective. Gimme Ghoul could be a McDonald's land character though. <laughs> If they introduce a line of string cheese, that that design's going for it right there. They had string cheese at one point. You get the happy meal. That was that whole healthy, give your kids apples instead of fries, which was never going to work. Oh, their apples are good, though. They're apples. They do make them a little different, if I'm remembering it. They sprinkle it with sugar, just like their fries. They're super sweet. (laughs) That's why I like them. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. A huge shout out to our producers over on Patreon, starting with Kay, Catherine, Stuart, Tony, Matthew, Casey, Brady, Jessica, Spencer, Brian, Bovine, Stephen, Chris, Josh, Fumes, and Yarny. A huge shout out to all of them. If you too would like to support us on Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash PKMNCAST to support the show, and we will see you next week.